Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute with Jurassic World One Minute Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are back to discuss Minute 85 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David heading over not to Jurassic-Pedia.com, a site I'll have to post in later because I went to the wrong one. Uh, this minute heavily features uh, that one much-loved and beautiful section of the Hawaiian coastline where we uh, approach Isla Nublar mm-hmm. in two films. It's uh, the Kiopuka Rock, and I'm not native Hawaiian or even from, or even remotely from Hawaii, so I apologize if I butchered that. But yeah, it's I think in fact the only shot in the entire series is this one in the first movie that are shot on Maui. Hmm. And it's just interesting having a look at the side by sides. Uh, that original 1993 or 92 when they filmed it, and here in. Uh, 2014 when they they done it again mm-hmm. just how much greener how much more lush and almost wild uh, the the island looks again um with just that that span of time mm-hmm. and of course the uh the waterfall off to the left as well which we didn't see in the original film uh, it might have been drier at that point but interestingly i'm gonna go with the fact that there are filters going on here that are just making it look generally more greener yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we've all seen how Jurassic Park was a much warmer film, whereas Jurassic World seems to be much cooler looking. Yeah, we More... mentioned before the issue of the colours. <laughs> yeah. Playing around with colours throughout the film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting, though, because you don't see it in this movie, but if you go to Google and Google the Keopuka Rock... It's this long, skinny island jutting out from the mainland, whereas in the movies they film it at an angle that really, really compresses it and makes it look much shorter and small and almost smaller than it really is. Yeah, it just looks like a small, like a small pyramid-shaped rock. Yeah, that's what a couple of times I remember looking looking at photos of thinking, no, that can't be the right spot. That's not that's not what that <laughs> rock looks like. Um, they're wondering if they CG'd some of it for some god-unknown mm-hmm. reason, unless there's some sort of man-made structure on it. But, yeah, just it's just interesting the way they filmed it changes the look so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, camera tricks. Mm. It's so something Spielberg has always been good at, though. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, 
there is a helicopter tour that goes out around around the rock in Hawaii, so... There is. I think the only way to view it from the mainland is from a hiking trail called the Hana Highway. I thought that was for the other one I had. Maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, no, it's a, it's a Kalulu, Kalulu Trail. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, um, again, unfortunately, look at the wrong article here on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, just the use of uh, the use of actual on-location shots. Um, we had it here. We had it back with the uh, the aviary car park area as well. Just it just makes me miss. It's going to make me miss um, the Hawaiian Islands and filming there for Dominion. But as the uh, as the teaser or the trailer showed us, there are some um, lovely looking spots they're visiting with uh, the new film. So mm-hmm. it should still look just as good in uh, different locations. This does not feel safe. Can we stay with you? I am never leaving you as long as you live. No, 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 him! Dave, ready to get him in 85. I am. Alright, minute 85, Jurassic World opens with InGen taking over the control room and ends with a monster at the gate. As we end minute 84, Hoskins has arrived back in the control room with uh, some friends and it's uh, it's tiny shirt day. Because <laughs> they're, all, they're all big beefy guys. <laughs> um, Every, everything was just shrunk in the wash. Yeah, well, it has been raining outside, so. <laughs> nice night for a walk. Nothing clean, huh? <laughs> 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 uh, that's where I was going that with it. <laughs> night. <laughs> but uh, after addressing the, the control room staff about the uh, tragedy of Simon Manazzarone's death, uh, he continues here with the new mission is to prevent further loss of life. And that's where Larry asks, who are these guys? And Hoskins jokes in the best way that Hoskins can joke. Uh, I'm glad you asked, <laughs> and then just completely ignores uh, ignores Larry again. Doesn't even answer him. Uh, he just uh, addresses them all again. You're all relieved of duty. There's a new team on the ground. We we don't know just yet that, that uh, Maserati Global's um, assigned InGen security the uh, the task of trying to get Jurassic Park back or Jurassic World back under control. It's sort of weird. I suppose Hoskins is a military man, so of course he's going to say you're relieved of duty, but I suppose anyone else would just just say, get out of here. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all fired. Get out. Because <laughs> that's, that's essentially what he's doing here. Basically, yeah. yeah. But uh, that's when we get the that military uh, theme start to pick up, and we cut to Pacific Ocean as a helicopter flies towards Nublar and that uh, familiar flight path we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Stupidly, I didn't go to the Internet Movie Vehicles <laughs> database because uh, this is a very similar looking helicopter to that original as well. I think it might be. It's just painted black with the doors removed. In a black, or it's it's olive drab green, isn't it? It's military green. I thought it was like a like a matte, matte black. black. Yeah. Oh. Again, the uh, the filters on this on this movie it could be it could be purple. We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I remember, I remember when uh, Real News were posting photos of uh, sightings of this helicopter flying around mm-hmm. um, the islands with that engine logo on the side. There was so much speculation about what this was going to be. Oh, I remember that. And then it was featured very heavily in the trailers, too. It was like the mm. money shot, I, I suppose you would call it, of the of the helicopter flying past the rock. Yeah, yeah. Plus, we get the shot of uh, it landing on the beach and Hoskins getting out. That we don't see in the uh, the film, mm-hmm. um, and then he gets in that Humvee and drives up the coastline, which I think we 
we thought was going to be that uh, the Indigen security video from the Maserati site um, they used for that. But uh, inside we can see more soldiers all armed to the teeth and uh, out the open side door we can see a Demophodon flying solo uh, out away from <laughs> away from the island and uh, one of the soldiers being a complete uh, complete badass rises, raises his weapon and shoots it out of the sky in one shot which sadly is the most badass we see of these soldiers for the entire film. Uh, later they can't hit the broadside of a barn when the Indominus is standing there watching them. Interestingly, this uh, Dimorphodon seems to be the only one that's interested in leaving the island. The rest of the uh, pterosaurs and the... Um, uh, yeah, the pterosaurs in general seem to be pretty content to just hang around. This seems to be the only one that's interested in migrating. Well, we just, just like Jurassic Park too. We have a weird issue here with filming where it's flying in the same direction as the helicopter's flying, so it's flying back towards the island. Uh, the same in the original film where Hammond's in, in the seat, faded facing backwards in the direction they're <laughs> flying, and then looks out the window behind them and says, "There it is." <laughs> it's. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. It is flying parallel with not a not a parallel against yeah yeah so but yeah interesting maybe this this tomotons out fishing <laughs> uh, all the all the others wanted to go and attack main street where this one's going to uh get some more tuna um, <laughs> but it does sort of show that these animals are capable of getting off off the island a little bit as well so mm-hmm. that that danger's there even though we don't really get it addressed in the rest of the film it's, it's a shame we didn't get a Hoskins line later that um, I've already stopped these animals on the mainland once we need to stop them again or something like that yeah. when it comes to the flying ones. But we cut back to Owen and the gang as they enter another laneway here and Claire's on the phone to Larry telling him that they're on their way back to the control room. And we cut back to the control room and Larry saying that uh, that's a bad idea. The board assigned emergency ops to InGen Private Security Division. Uh, this guy Hoskins is in charge and he's has this insane plan to use the raptors to hunt the Indominus. Meanwhile, someone taps on the glass, so he must be in one of those glass uh, server rooms or something at the back of the control room, uh, seemingly to hurry Lowry up. Which it's it's odd that it's odd that they leave Lowry and Vivian in the control room and not kick everyone out. <laughs> well, they probably need somebody who's familiar with the controls to help them. I mean, these guys are paramilitary; they're not they don't know the ins and outs. Plus, they probably need their passwords. If it's anything like an Apple system, they're going to need to enter their password every other page. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of... It's a weird one, too, because they come into the control room. In the next couple of minutes, we see they're going to set up ops, the uh, com- command center, at the Raptor pen. So they're coming in here with their portable laptops, military laptops, whatever else. I don't know exactly what the plan is here. They're kicking everyone out, apart from Vivian and Lowry. We'll see later. Whether they're using their computers, they're bringing into not hack, but sort of transfer video feeds and that sort of thing to their control center at the um, at the Raptor pen, because all these guys pretty much just set up this stuff here. Then everyone goes to the Raptor pen. We don't cut back to the control room, I think, until we need Paddock Nine opened. Mm-hmm. So it's a, sort of a weird one. And especially for uh, what we're going to get in a couple of minutes' time too, with uh, all the visitors being sent to the the, the marina, the, the ferry, to get on the cruise ships. 
Yeah, I'm not quite sure why why we still need people in the control room here after they've all been relieved of duty. Like I said, it's probably for passwords and stuff. Plus, it's might have been that they um, split the team, so to speak. So they had like three or four guys still in the control room that we don't see, keeping an eye on uh, Vivian and Lowry, while the mm. rest of them went to the Raptor paddock. Yeah, I suppose thinking now, too, you do want someone there that knows the system, knows mm-hmm. what uh, what control is, so when Ho- if Hoskins calls in a command, they can, uh, these guys, these goons there, can get him to do it. The other thing, too, the uh, the board, I'm guessing that's Maserati Global, um, there's obviously been communications off-island with uh, what's been going on. Mm-hmm. We, we don't see any of that. This is sort of our first mention that the InGen Private Security Division is who these guys are on site. We sort of know all that from external material uh, that was released via the Maserani Global site and that. Odd that... Um, I wonder if uh, the board knows about Hoskins' insane plan or or if they've just said, right, our engine, you, you clean up the mess and um, Hoskins hasn't told anyone what he's about to do because it's an insane plan and we'll get to it in <laughs> a bit next minute. <laughs> I was going to... I think he might have conveniently left that part of the plan out <laughs> of his correspondence. Yeah. And I suppose in hindsight too, it probably wouldn't be much different to the boardroom scene we had in uh, in Lost World. Just a dozen old white guys sitting around a table saying, uh, saying to Hoskins over the phone, over the satellite phone, you've got control, clean this mess up, get them people off the island alive. Mm-hmm. When uh, Owen turns around and says, "Son of a bitch," yeah, <laughs> his favorite line of my uh, my least favorite line of the entire movie, which is, "You shouldn't say bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, okay, I'm making fun of a 13 year old here, but still, that is absolutely horrible dialogue writing. But it's just blown over too. Like as you said, um, Owen he's clear sort of over the over the phone, what do you mean use the Raptors? I'd say it's one of um, Chris Pratt's better line deliveries in the film. <laughs> Just he, he puts his all behind it. But yeah, I it didn't need to be in the film. It could have been easily cut. No one no one addresses it. Even even if someone had said swear jar <laughs> or something like that, it'd be probably just as bad, but yeah. Owen tells Claire to take the kids, get them someplace safe again. He's, he knows what's happening here, and he, he wants to get him get him away from all this. And as he sort of, sort of says it, we can hear banging on the large set of doors behind them. Everyone turns to look as the doors get pounded on by something very large on the other side, it seems. And as the minute ends, uh, they turn and start draw, uh, running towards a new, nearby G-Wagon that's parked in the laneway, conveniently. Uh, we'll get to that... Uh, that Godzilla at the gate next minute, <laughs> Dave. Uh, but anything else on that before we uh, go to novel comparisons? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, there is an extra scene here uh, in the novel that we didn't get in the film. After uh, Injun take the control room, we cut to near sunset as the military helicopter flies over the ocean towards Nublar. We get it next minute, I think, the uh, the, the cut, the hard cut from mm-hmm. Main Street daytime to Raptor Pen nighttime, <laughs> which... Um, is interesting we'll talk about when we get there but uh, that helicopter lands on the helipad and uh, Hoskins climbs aboard he asks one of his contractors how long until uh, we're ready and the contractor replies hard to say some of the handlers are pushing back and Hoskins smiles coldly push back harder 
So we actually get Hoskins getting into the helicopter here. I guess assumed where Owen sees a helicopter fly over Main Street, that's the helicopter alive, arriving on the island and going towards uh, presumably the Raptor pen, but in a novel it actually picks Hoskins up from the control room mm-hmm. and takes him to the Raptor pen. Interestingly, this scene does actually uh, get released in the special features of the home release. So oh, okay. we do get this scene, but I would not say it's set at sunset at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe late afternoon, like five, six-ish, around dinner time, if we're measuring by uh, like summer, um, summer standards. But yeah... Well, yeah, I assume this Main Street sort of attack happened at 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Most of the shadows are still underneath the people. They're not trailing off. We've got full sun in Main Street, so we're nowhere near late afternoon. And then, yeah, as we get to next minute, we just cut to night time straight away. In the, in the tropics, which would have to be 9, 10 o'clock at night at the earliest, just to be completely dark. Yeah, that's something that I brought up back on Jurassic Park Legacy that I just thought was so strange was that hard cut that we get from this scene here where it seems to be late afternoon to flat night but at night everything's wet like there's giant puddles on the ground so it's like they had had made and they had a uh, rain scene in mind but we never see it it's just so weird yeah and again, that the whole traversing the island has always been super quick, yet we get everyone leave in the, the G-Wagon next minute, and all of a sudden, they don't turn up until two minutes <laughs> two minutes into the dark, the night scene, um, after uh, Hoskins is playing around with the Raptors, so... Mm-hmm. Again, it, it seems like it takes three or four hours for them to for Owen and the crew to get from Main Street to the Raptor pen, which we know from earlier does, happens a lot quicker. But, yeah, this. I mean, like I said, it's weird the lighting shift yeah. because I mean, like when they're in the Raptor pen, it is flat night. There's not even twilight. I wouldn't even be able to call it twilight. Mm. There's no slivers of light left. Yeah, and you could have easily fixed that by when Hoskins went up on the helipad to watch the carnage over Main Street. Have that sun low, about to low over a hill or something. So mm-hmm. you, you just adds that shot where it, it looked much like the uh, the minion trailer where you just got that sort of that orange red hue of light because the sun's sinking and the trenodons swarming main street so that didn't happen <laughs> uh, owen tells claire to take the kids and to get them off the island so he, he knows what danger is happening he doesn't want to get them to safety he wants to get them off the island and uh it's a large fortified veterinary vehicle parked in the laneway not the uh, g-wagon which we're going to get to next minute. Why, why this scene has to happen? Why, why do we have running of the bulls on this nubla, and why it uh, seems to be such a uh, such a danger to Owen and crew by having the people run past them. But that's that'll be minute eighty six. David, anything else on eighty five before we get heavy for today? And uh, no, I think we're good. Mm-hmm. 